0: Each week at this time, we gather for a spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Our beloved companion animals are more than just good friends to us. My guest on today's show is animal intuitive and healer Lynn McKenzie, and she believes our companion animals can help us change our lives and help fulfill our soul purpose. You'll hear how tapping into animals on a deeper level can help us grow spiritually and transform personally. Are you ready to meet her? Lynn McKenzie's greatest passion lies in helping others attune to the insight, wisdom, and magic that sentient beings wish to share with humanity. Training more than 100,000 students in 52 countries over the past 30 years through her signature animal energy certification training program, Lynn has built a stellar global reputation, helping others identify, foster, and embody their own animal communication and healing gifts. She's the author of Bark, Nay, Meow, Awaken to the Transformative Wisdom of Your Companion Animal to Activate Your Soul's Highest Calling. And you can find out more about Lynn and her work at lynnmckenzie.com. Lynn, welcome to Out of the Fog.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Karen. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: When did you realize that you had a special connection
1: with animals? You know, I think I was born with it. Well, I know I was born with it. And I think I always had one, um, not realizing I was, uh, you know, had a deep, deep one, not realizing I was any different than anybody else for the longest time. Um, I was, you know, literally obsessed with animals. As soon as I could talk, I was talking about them. And, you know, I was following them so closely and wanting them. And, you know, and for a while there, my parents wouldn't allow us to get a dog or a cat. And, you know, I was just, I I don't know. There was there was a time when I was a teenager that I felt like I needed a horse as much as I needed, you know, food to eat and air to breathe. So, you know, it was at a pretty young age. I think it came in, in in increments, but it was it was from a very young age. How
0: did that lead you into this work that you do now?
1: You know, it's interesting because, uh, you know, I can't say that I was aspiring to do it from a young age because I didn't even know it existed back then, um, being born in 1960. (laughs) So, um, you know, I, um, I think that I was being groomed for it all along. You know, I think that that things that happen to us, you know, throughout our lives make us who we are. And I think I was really being groomed um, for it through the different animal companions that were in my life. We finally did convince my parents to get a dog when I was in the fourth grade. And um, then I got—I ended up getting my own horse at 15 and um, riding lots of other people's horses, etc. So, you know, it would just... Um, it just kind of started, you know, it just it just sort of started happening for me. And um, here I am, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so with all the
0: years of experience you have and all the animals that you've known and loved and all the animals that your clients know and love, how do you see our companion animals showing up for us in ways that are, that go beyond, I'm putting it in quotes, just being a companion animal,
1: you know, I think that all of our companion animals are more than just companions for us. Even if we don't particularly, um, if we don't, even if we don't particularly know it, like so, if someone was completely unconscious, going through life, not paying any attention, there's still something on a deeper level there that they really. Uh, that is really impacted them because, you know, if you talk to anybody about their animals, even, you know, if it's, I've had, you know, these, you know, real rock and roll guys calling me when their cat has died and, you know, bawling their eyes out on the phone with me, which they normally would never do with anybody else. And I'm sure they wouldn't let anybody know that that's how losing a cat impacted them, for example. And then, you know, um, I, I think that so. So basically, what happens is I believe that our animals are the keepers of our soul's divine missions. So I believe they have access to our divine blueprints, you know, and I believe that they have. Um, it's you know it's kind of like the Akashic Records you know so and I believe our animals can tap into that for us and do tap into that for us and when we're aware and awakened and start to really pay attention to what's going on with them and us and listen to that we start to become you know closer closer and closer to the highest version of ourselves the you know that that most awakened, wonderful being that we can possibly be when we're here on this plane. And I really believe that our animals help us access that. So it's and and, in the process of getting there is very magical. That makes
0: me think about the animals I love, and it makes me think about how it If that's true that our companion animals hold that access to our soul's mission, it's no accident when I end up with Pepper the dog, for example, who is with me now, Um, that's no accident the way we come together.
1: Absolutely not. You know, I really believe that the beings that are meant to be with, uh, with us find their way to us. And I, I mean, I've had stories that are so crazy. Like one of my clients, this is many, many years ago. Um, uh, she, it was like she lived in the country and there was a snow blizzard going on outside. And somehow she heard a noise and she opened her sliding door and there was like a, a kitten that was really too young to be away from its mom and she said there weren't even any footprints on the, in the snow on the deck and there's a kitten. And of course, you know, it would have died if she hadn't have been drawn to the sliding door and opened the door and brought it in. But I mean, there was no mother cat around. There was no other kittens. There was nothing except this kitten. It was like, it was dropped from the sky. You know, clearly it wasn't, but we don't know how it got there, but you know, I've had people who have had a knock on their door and they've uh, clients who have opened the door and someone said, Someone at the park told me I should give this dog to you, like, because someone found a dog and someone said, oh, there's this girl down there who lives at this house and she knows a lot about dogs, take it to her. And, you know, it was like a dog that was so meant to be with her. So I really believe that. They don't pass like they don't pass us by. There's such a synchronistic way that animals come to us. And sometimes we just go to a rescue and pick one or you know get one from a breeder or whatever it is, but I still think there's a big synchronicity about which dog we end up with or which cat or horse or you know parrot or whatever it may be. What are the kind of
0: divine missions that
1: our animals can help us realize? You know, almost anything you can imagine related to personal growth, spiritual transformation, um, just being, uh, you know, to enjoying our lives to the best that we can enjoy them or being the highest version of ourselves. Um, I'll give you an example. My golden retriever, Jiggs, who came to me in 1993, Um, he can't, you know, I was selling real estate in Toronto and, you know, now I'm an animal intuitive in Sedona, (laughs) like who knew, um, you know, and I'm Canadian, so it's not an easy feat to come to the U S and live there for anybody who's ever tried it and is Canadian. They understand, but, um, He came, you know, so I got him in 1993, and it was after, it was at a pretty hard time in my life. I had undergone a breakup that had probably affected me more than most other things in my life. Why, I'm not exactly sure, because i would had other things go on in my life, but this was a particularly hard time. I got my Golden Retriever. I was successfully selling real estate in a trendy part of Toronto and had a good life. And somehow it was through getting him that, you know, he had some minor health issues. They weren't life-threatening, but they were very uh, uncomfortable for him. And I kept taking him to the vet and things, you know, the vet kept giving me stuff and never really getting to the place of of healing him and um, and curing him. And all of a sudden, I thought to myself, you know, I've been studying holistic health, alternative medicine. I've been reading tons of books. I, I treat myself homeopathically and holistically as much as I can. So why don't I find a way to do this with jigs? And that led me to finding a holistic vet, which was a couple hours drive out of Toronto at the time. It wasn't that popular in 1993 in Toronto. And, you know, it ended up taking me on a journey where I was able to heal him. And I had taken some training in a modality called, um, body alignment technique. And, um, I started using that with him and any other modalities I had. And lo and behold, he became very healthy. And I feel like he was the, was the instigator, the trigger for me to get on that path a little bit more for animals. And then I started adapting all of the energy healing and um. All all of the things I have been learning to try to help people, because while I was in real estate, I was also taking many courses, trying to, um, you know, learn as much as I could about anything that was metaphysical, anything of the invisible realm, that kind of thing. So I started that, you know, with animals. And it's funny because I was trying to um, move out of real estate, even though I felt it was really successful and really good for me for a long time but I felt like there was something more there was something that my soul craved even more than that and I feel like it was Jake's who got me on that track and without him coming along I probably would still be in Toronto selling real estate you know
0: mm. for I I love that because there's a way in which sometimes we will hmm, do something for another being when we would hesitate to do it for ourselves. And what I'm just hearing (laughs) as I listen to you is that jigs kind of just pulled you a little bit farther out than you would have been already. Right. You were already on the path, but there's a little more. And I, that's what a beautiful, what a beautiful story that is. Um, For listeners who are wondering, what is my soul's divine mission and does, does pepper the dog? know? does my kitten know? Does my horse know? Does my burrow know? There's a burrow in the book. How can, we start to communicate with our animals to open ourselves up to receive that information?
1: You know, it's so much about getting quiet and listening, setting our intention in a huge way. Um, And, you know, I feel that it's probably easier for people who have have started to open their psychic intuitive gifts or have started or do meditation or have done you know whatever it is that we've experienced in life that might be you know on other than the physical realm or any kind of training in any kind of modality those things can help us because I find that with the animals, as we start to step in and do whatever it is we can do already or already know how to do, they start to heal and change and transform before our eyes. But at the same time, they're helping us heal and change and transform so you know in in the book i give an exercise in every chapter that's really like a chronological set of steps that one can follow um i also on my website have a free training tab that has uh you know a mini course on you know for beginning to do this but it's about getting quiet and really listening that's really the bottom line You're listening to Out of the Fog, and I'm talking with Lynn McKenzie. Her
0: new book is Bark, Nay, Meow, Awaken to the Transformative Wisdom of Your Companion Animal to Activate Your Soul's Highest Calling. You can find out more about Lynn and her work at lynnmckenzie.com. One of the things that I noticed about the exercises in your books, I love and listeners are laughing now because they know I love. I love the books that are practical. I love the books that give me exercises. There's things I can do. I can practice them. I can learn. Um, one of the things I like about your exercises is that there's a real focus on getting still and being with yourself yourself and being with the animals. So I don't see a focus on getting quiet and then trying to pull information out or getting quiet and then trying to twist yourself into a pretzel to get something. What is what happens when we communicate from that place of being fully present with what is?
1: Oh, I'm glad you noticed that Karen. <laughs> it's you know, it's all about being receptive. Animals, you know, well, first of all humans In our human world, we tend to be always trying to go out and get things and make things happen and, you know, demand things for some of us, what you know, everyone's different. But it's like as human beings, we want to reach out and grab things, you know what I'm saying? And when it comes to connecting in with the animals, it's more about almost like leaning back, bringing your energy field down and back because ours tend to get up and forward, you know, feeling our feet on the ground, really being connected to Mother Earth, and making that receptive opening place for for the animals to bring you what it is they want to bring you. You know, the more we can get out of our heads and into our hearts, the more the animals can, you know, they just find it easier. They're more willing to interact with us, and we're more liable to, you know, pick up on what is going on from that place.
0: When you connect intuitively with other people, how is that different from connecting intuitively with animals? Or is it different?
1: Um, you know, it's pretty similar. Um, I've been doing it for so long now that so much of it just happens naturally. I mean, I don't go around trying to connect with people I don't know, um, or even animals I don't know for that matter. You know, like I, I try to always um, respect the boundaries of another. And um, I try not to, you know, I'm not going to be, you know, out at a park and say something to someone about their animal. If they weren't interested or didn't ask, you know, I'm not going to bud my, butt my nose into their business kind of nice. thing. But I really, I, I think it's very similar. Animals tend to have less stories attached to their stuff, you know, to anything that may need clearing, in, you know, so if you're working from a healing perspective with an animal, they have a lot less attachments to their, to, their, to their stuff. So like, for example, if I was working with a human, or which I have done many times, and really a lot of my work is still with humans. Um, because it's them who come, who book me, and who learn from me mostly. But um, it's it's like an animal could probably get five times as much completed in in a the same time frame as a human, just because they just are like it's like rinse, rinsing you know some crumbs off a plate for them. For humans, mm-hmm. it's like chipping the cement <laughs> off with a jackhammer sometimes. <laughs>
0: um i love that you're focusing on always reading with permission that's something that um is a big part of the way that i work and the way that i teach that um just because you can communicate with let's say a companion animal doesn't give you carte blanche to i don't know go to the pet store and start to communicate with all the animals there there's a part of i think the way these gifts work is that when we use these gifts with respect and honoring the um agency of other beings i think that's when we have our best results that's when we have the clearest communication
1: yeah and it, it you know it's fair to the people in their lives too you know it's it's you know sometimes an animal just reaches out and says something to you but that doesn't mean you have to go to the people and say hey your dog told me this or you know whatever if it's not if it's if if you're not invited if you're not if it's not asked for i believe in having utmost respect for all beings
0: as i read through the book i found all kinds of animals even that burrow who i mentioned it what's the most unusual kind of companion animal you've ever either connected with intuitively or had someone talk to you about connecting with
1: you know when i was still in toronto A woman who was a a client of mine, and I I believe she took my trainings as well, Um, she called me and I had been working with different animals. She had a bunch of different kinds of animals and she called me to see if I could come to her house to um, talk to her iguana and I mean, she told me a little bit about her iguana and what his name was and how many, he was like seven or eight years old or whatever it was. I'm I'm, It's a long time ago. And it's funny because I had lunch with a friend of mine before I went and I was telling him, I'm going to talk to someone's iguana. And he's like, you know, six years old or whatever I said. And he, he, this friend is kind of a reptile aficionado. And he goes, you know, this, This iguana is going to be six feet long, right, Lynn? I'm like, no. (laughs) I was glad he told me I was at least prepared, you know. But she had tortoises there walking around her living room and she had this huge iguana, which was, I mean, all her animals were very nice, but you know, I I imagined something, you know, as long as my hand or something. I wasn't really, you know, I hadn't researched iguana as much. So that was unique. Um Oh, there's been a- almost any kind of animal you could think of. People having I've connected with, um, but that was probably one of the more unique ones for sure.
0: Did you ever reach out to an animal to communicate and and get the equivalent of like talk to the hand? No, not interested. Mm. Nothing to say.
1: You know what, I really haven't. But when I when I do reach out to connect with them, I do it very much with the vibe of where I'm coming from. Some of my students tell me they get that. And I mean, they they always say, well, what's the point in asking permission if they if they all say yes. And, you know, I think that the way I have always asked has been from a place of, you know, love. I mean, I have had the, um, the energy behind it of love and connection and helping them out and, you know, understanding them better. And maybe that's something I need to add a little bit into my, (laughs) into my trainings, but, um, I, I honestly haven't had an animal say no. I maybe at times have gotten less from my own animals because some for some of us, it can be harder with our own animals because we it's not really an arm's length transaction. We do have a vested interest in, in the outcome. Hmm. Um, but I have never had one completely say no.
0: There are a lot of really good stories in this book. And I was struck as I read through about the times when people connected with you to, to talk about and connect with their companion animals who had passed over, who dropped the body. Uh-huh. And I was wondering, does it feel different to you as a communicator or is it different for us reaching for opening to our companion animals in the body or out of the body? Is it different communicating with an, a being that's crossed than it is with someone who's still here?
1: It's interesting that you ask that because, you know, when I was doing sessions, now I'm now I focus a lot of my time on readings. I mean, on teaching and writing. But when I was doing more sessions, like, let's say, as a full time, you know, um, set animal intuitive and my teaching was a smaller portion, I would say that. Uh, somehow I became known for helping people through the death and dying process and connecting in the afterlife. And, you know, I honestly don't feel that it's a different process to connect with an animal that's in spirit. I feel it's very much the same as connecting with an animal that's on this plane. But I also feel that there's all, there's some kind of freedom and there's a whole expansiveness that, you know, is interesting for us to Um, get used to as we're, you know, for us to understand, because they can be in a thousand places at one time. There's so many things that if we put our human um, limitations on them, you know, we, we have to be careful not to put our human limitations on them. Let's say that when they're in spirit.
0: Yeah. Oh, and it's, and maybe not to be afraid to try because you, I mean, you've shared, we're bound together in love. We come together for a reason that our companion animals hold kind of a piece of the bigger picture and so it's okay not to be afraid to reach out so i teach intuitive development with with people um i teach intuitive development and one of the things i see in my students is that sometimes they're afraid to try because they think something scary will happen yes and this is you're talking about something where there it isn't scary you're reaching from love into love and it's so yes. going to be okay
1: it's just like it's as natural as breathing. We just don't know that until we've experienced it, but there's nothing funny about it. And we set our intention that, you know, we're only connecting with beings of the light. You know, we're, we're, you know, asking for the light of truth to come through all of this stuff that really sets the stage for just more love and beauty and, you know, wonderful experiences.
0: Now, the clock is catching us. This is going by so quickly. Can you say a little bit about what listeners will find at lynnmckenzie.com? I'm especially interested to know more about that free training that you're offering.
1: Yes. So if you go to lynnmckenzie.com and be sure to spell both names right, wrong, right, because you can spell <laughs> them so wrong nice. easy enough. <laughs> um, at the top right-hand corner, there's a tab that says free training. If you click there, you'll receive uh, a training that I put together um, that's uh, like an introductory training training. Um, you can do a lot of practicing just with those lessons, and you'll also be invited there to a free 90-minute webinar where I introduce um, my my signature animal energy certification training program, um, and on that page, there's all kinds of... You can find information on my book there. You can find my other programs. I teach a clairvoyance mastery training and a psychic development mentoring and different things like that, so it's all it's all there, everything that i want you to know about is there pretty much
0: (laughs) (laughs) wonderful lynn thank you so much for being on the program it's great fun to talk to you
1: it has been such a pleasure to be here with you karen
0: That is Lynn McKenzie. Her new book is Bark, Nay, Meow, Awaken to the Transformative Wisdom of Your Companion Animal to Activate Your Soul's Highest Calling. And that free training she's talked about and lots of other good stuff besides is waiting for you at lynnmckenzie.com. Now, she said, spell it wrong. No, spell it right. No, please spell it right. It's L-Y-N-N-M-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E, dot that's where that free training is and information about the book and lots of other good stuff and you're always welcome over at karenhager.com it's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events and what's happening next on this radio program and you're always free to book a private session with me there if you are so inclined you can subscribe to out of the fog wherever you get your podcasts and you can find me on facebook and on instagram i'm at Fog City Psychic. And I've started putting these uh, podcasts up on YouTube, just the audio for now until I'm ready to do something fancier. But if you go to youtube.com and uh, search for Karen Hager, I should pop right up. So you are very welcome there as well. And if you believe, as I do, that when we focus our positive intention on change, that that feeds us, it allows us to help make change happen. If you believe that I invite you to check out openpeacefulheart.com. That website's got guided meditations that you're welcome to stream all everything's free on that site. And you can also get details about the free monthly 15 minute live guided meditation that my wife and I do with people around the world, where we come together to spend 15 minutes focusing on peace in our hearts, and peace In the world. You're always welcome to join us. That is at openpeacefulheart.com. And thank you for listening today. Together, we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace.